Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee, to the show. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be uh, back on the doing the show. It's yeah, great. and as I mentioned before, uh, before we got going here, I'm just I'm I'm feeling a little punky. I don't know. I, I told you I had a little heartburn going on, so I'm not having a heart attack. <laughs> so those that may ask, but. Uh, yeah. It's just the natural ebbs and flows of uh, being a human, I guess. Yeah, huh? I think so. Maybe yes. maybe being old, too. <laughs> well, older, yes. Yeah, I woke up though about... I don't feel that old, though, Todd. I, yeah. I feel like I'm a you know 25-year-old ready to get going. Yeah, I woke up about 2.30 and was like, oh, my God, I need Tums. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to go to the bathroom. I needed Tums. It was kind of funny. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, yeah, yeah it, the... Ruminations of a stupid podcast host. Everyone, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. And uh, wow, I, you know, Rob, <laughs> it's almost like I don't know where to start. There's some stuff that I just want to continue to talk about, but the audience is going to get tired of. Right. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So uh, you're in a new background. What's what's the story with you? Where are you at? I'm at my uh, dad's house. In, oh, okay. In Bellevue. You know, I'm. I'm in between going places, so I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd 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 hang out with my dad for a few days. All right, you you know we need to learn to get your head at the like three quarters of the way in the frame. See if you sit up and use your full ten, you know your six ten or whatever you are, seven feet tall height. <laughs> you, you know you can get that you know get that giraffe look, but you're good. I'm just that's <laughs> right. <laughs> the giraffe look. There you go. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of you know raise yourself up. Yes, Rick says, why are you so dark, Rob? Looks like you have the old Tom Snyder tomorrow show thing going. Well, I do. It's, it's just a dark background behind <laughs> me, that's all. <laughs> all right. Well, um, definitely, we could. if we got a green screen back there, we could put you in sunny Honolulu or something. We could actually there almost, you go. I could almost key that at black. <laughs> if, we had, if we had time to have a little fun, I would do that right here on the TriCaster, key it, and we would put something behind you, but... Um, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to be in uh, Hawaii or something. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> let's, you know, I, I just, uh, I'll be honest with you. Last week was, well, just business wise, I was slammed. I mean, <laughs> I went home every night and just face planted. It's been, it's busy. Things are yeah. very busy. Yeah. There, there, there's as usual, Todd, that this is our normal conversation every week. <laughs> Our week was busy in the podcasting area. That's true. There's just a lot of events going on. I know I'm just buried in in planning events, um, trying to get to, to to meetings and trying to you know get deals done and all sorts. I mean, it's just you know it's it's a great time for the medium. I, right, mean, I have to right, say. I mean, right. just the fact that we're so busy is a good sign for the medium. I mean, both you and I. Yeah. Uh, that there's a lot of good stuff happening. You know, I think too is that if we're you know, and I think we all have, we're all competing for some of the same business, but at the same time, it's, um, it's nice to see it all coming in. You know, it's just, it's nice to see people are talking to a lot of people. I'm talking to, you know, I'm to, I mean, literally all across the country and sometimes in yep. other countries as well. Oh yeah. And well, uh, and that's, that's actually happening more and more too. I mean, th there's more events going on around the, around the world. Um, Asia is getting involved. I, I think I saw some podcast awards coming out of was it china or no japan the japan podcast awards <laughs> todd you have another competitor hey, great fantastic 
yeah. you know so and you know the japanese market is is unique in itself and we right. could, and i don't know that much about it but just knowing japanese culture um it's definitely different a different yeah. type of podcast yeah, and it is different outside of the U.S. I mean, I, I would agree with you, Todd. I, you know, being up in Canada and then talking to people in Europe and Australia and stuff, there's a there's a much stronger emphasis towards high-end, high-quality productions. And I think that just comes out of the the media culture in those countries as well, which tends to be very, very high-quality storytelling, journalistic-type type content. And that seems to be the the emphasis that everybody thinks um, is a quality podcast is, you know, this, the storytelling journalistic format, um, multi-track kind of productions and things like that. And I guess what I'm trying to encourage, and, you know, when I'm looking at doing events abroad is trying to encourage more, you know, of the indie producer side, not, you know, the highly produced side. So, and, and that's not to say that an individual podcast like what we do here, Todd, can't be, um, high quality production. It just, it's not the standard stuff that you would hear on the BBC or on, um, CBC or s s some of these more public, um, um, major, you know, radio broadcasting companies would typically produce. Yeah. And I think too, is the, any community is not as strong in some countries and exactly. And, you yeah. Know, so, and it's, and I think it's just a matter of the, uh, in some of the cultures around the world, like you've said in, in, in Japan too, it's just, it doesn't necessarily fit with the culture that, you know, an individual would go out and do something on their own. Um, it just, it, but I think that's starting to change. You know, I'm hearing more, uh, around the world and other countries that there's more indie producers starting to start up. So do, yeah, go ahead. So the question is, is the podcasting space fundamentally starting to transform even here in the United States? Well, what do you think it's transforming to here here in the U.S.? And I think that's been a little bit of a um, controversy over the last couple of weeks. I think if you see some of the discussions online um, around the the separation and the you know the professionalization, I guess, is potentially causing a you know a split in the industry. And I just wonder about that. I mean, Todd, what are you hearing about stuff like that? Well, you know, I you had took exception to some venture capitalist tweet right. and maybe we can talk a little bit about that because right. you right. took it one way i kind of took it another and but you know it's almost as if these conversations are going on behind it was well, not even real behind the scenes it's public it's just right. if you're following the right the right streams of data and people are talking about hey it's time to come in here and take this over yeah and, you know, and start to dominate it and bring in money. And I, I think a lot of indie podcasters have been worried about that for a while. I don't think it necessarily changes independent podcast creators here in the United States because that's 95% of the market. So right, right. Um, I don't think we have anything to worry about, but it does, it, it just goes again, you know, and I, I hate to harp on this, but it goes back to this, this thought process is, are we going to have more gatekeepers? showing up and trying to, you know, right. own, own a piece of the medium. Right. Right. And more and more think if they throw a bunch of money at it, that they can capture, uh, some market potential in the future where, you know, my worry. And I think my post on, on Facebook, if, if, 
if uh, some people listening to this saw that, is is it really really the fear around the growth and development of proprietary platforms um, and ones that aren't open or based on open standards. Yeah. And I think that's our, that's both of you, you, you and I's worry, I, I think, as we talk about um, this topic as the medium becomes more professionalized. Uh, does that mean um, that we start giving up s- some of the openness um, that has been, you know, available to us via open RSS? And we, and I, I do worry that this whole privacy discussion is going to push us down a, down a path towards more proprietary platforms. Um, just because of the opt-in. Well, you know, I, I think that um, as the only advice I really have for independent podcasters out there, that if someone comes with a check, make sure it's a big check and make sure that you have a lawyer review your contract and make sure that you maintain yeah. Yeah. ownership of your show. And, uh, you know, if you're going to take right. the money, go big and go, you know, and cash it quickly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not against you know, if someone's coming in with some ideas and want to do some things, but uh, right. we'll we'll see what they do. It's you know, I I think that the independent streak though, I was trying to explain to our, you know, we had some discussion. I got a new marketing director at Blueberry, and I was explaining to him the mindset, at least what I think is the mindset of most podcasters is that, okay, so here we're doing this show. We work for our respective companies. But in essence, we are the GMs of this show. We're the general managers. And we are the talent. And we are the producers. And whatever other stupid titles we want to come up with, we wear one hat. And unlike a traditional media company where there is someone that says to a piece of, to a talent, and I shouldn't say piece of talent because it almost, that's how they treat some people sometimes. But anyway, a talent at a, Let's say a radio station, they say, hey, you got to run this erectile dysfunction ad, and we don't care if you like it or not, and uh, you're going to have to kind of uh, do some sort of endorsement on this. And, you know, maybe that person doesn't want to do that, but they have to because they're the talent and they've been told what to do by their boss. Whereas in podcasting, we all know that no one can tell us to do anything unless we want to, mm-hmm. unless you're signed to a network and then you have to take whatever they shove down your throat. So, and the whole privacy thing, I'm, I'm starting to feel maybe I'm on the wrong side of this because more and more and more people are saying, we don't care. We don't care that our listeners are being tracked. And it, you know, and I, I don't want to be, and I'm jostling or, you know, jesting here a little bit, but, when you hear podcasters and and reporters in the podcasting space saying this is no big deal, this is no not a problem, you, you right. it can be you know our listener data can be attributed. There's nothing illegal with that, and I think it's all about the interpretation and what lawyer you talk to, and mm-hmm. and some people don't care. Some people do not care that their right. listeners are being. Well, it is true that, that if you've opted in to being tracked off of websites and stuff, people, I I think readily, you know, just click the accept button if they want to get to content on a website or, or wherever. I think it's a common thing that people are doing now. And well, Um, but the attitude of some podcasters is that, Hey, um, people know they're being tracked. They should just assume they're being tracked in podcasting. Right. 
you know, that's the attitude. And but then, but then, Todd, we also have to face the reality that the EU and California are passing laws that are putting restrictions on this stuff too. Well, they, you know, so, they yeah. they don't care about California. They say, oh, that doesn't apply. You know, this IP tracking and stuff and attribution doesn't apply to the CCPA. And okay, until someone gets pissed off and files a lawsuit, right? I guess that's what it's going to take. I don't know if I talked about it on the last show, but you know. And again, I, I don't want to harp on this because maybe people are getting sick of me talking about it, but let's say you're LBGTQ plus and you haven't come out yet. Let's say that you're listening to a LGBTQ show and then right. there's an ad on that show that is, that is attributed to you and then they know, that advertiser now knows that you listen to LGBTQ content and you should be marketed as such. And let's say you're not out and all of a sudden you start getting mailings to your home address with your family that maybe, you know, and all of a sudden you're running into this crisis situation. I, you know, that's an extreme, right? you know, but what if it's a, what if it's a sub 18? What if it's a, you know, someone that's not an adult, right? They, you know, how do they, it's it's a little bit creepy to me, and there's true ramifications. It's a slippery slope, is what it is. I agree with you, Todd. Or or let's say yeah. you know we're such a political divide in the country right now. Let's say you're li listening to ultra conservative shows, and then you are then labeled as an ultra conservative, and then you get ready to go for a job, and that business sees in your whatever intelligence they use to collect information about employees, all of a mm -hmm. sudden they find out, Oh my God, this, you know, this person's not going to fit our culture because we're left leaning or, or vice versa. We're right leaning, you know, it could be either way. And, right. And, and could, could, I mean, if you even extend it out, could, could an employer get access to a list of keyword searches that, that an employee does, you know, on Google. So, right. you know, again, you know, which is a whole other can of worms. If we don't know where the data that's being collected is being right. sold to. Right. If there's, if it's just, if there's a statement that says we are not selling this information, well, maybe mm -hmm. I feel a little better about that but until it's explicitly said, we're not selling and sharing. Right. right. Um, you know, and you know, just as an aside this week, we are, I am now going to be executing a, a licensing agreement with a third-party measurement company. Um, I just made that decision. We went through the legal work. We've looked at all the documents. And, you know, internally, Blueberry is going to go out. And if you so decide that you want to opt in for your listeners, that's going to be your choice. But we're going to blanket protect our customers and say, no, we, we don't, as a company, we don't agree to this. And, but if you as a podcaster want to do that, you, you will have to opt in. If you know, you can opt in. Right. And yet people are saying poo pooing saying, Oh, it's tell us the rest of the story. Well, go do your own work. You know, go do your own investigation, go do and ask your own questions. Why do I have to be the asshole every time? Yeah. So, good point. <laughs> you know, we make a, an announcement 
that'll that's going that'll reassure our customers that we're worried about it. And you know, my customers so far are saying yes. I had a call from a lady that was on another platform and they're specifically moving off because the platform could not give them assurances that they were CCPA or GDPR compliant. And they, they asked the question, okay, are you? And they said, yes. And they said, okay, let's see your policy documents. Let's see. And they mm -hmm. could provide nothing. So it was, it was lip service. And when they got asked deeper about that, the company couldn't come up with the, you know, with the goods. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, they're leaving because of that. And I'm right. not saying that you, you, most of the hosts, I think are pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most of them are out there and have a, have a CCPA compliancy document and all that stuff. I think, you know, I think they're, most of them are fine, but I, I think right. there's a lot that, just say they are and aren't necessarily, you know, are you guys getting sick of us? You know, those of you that are watching, are you guys getting sick of us talking about this? Are you listening? Are you, are you tired of it? If you are, please tell us. We'll, we'll stop talking about it. Because I just get the feeling there's a, there's a percentage of the audience that they're sick of it. They don't want to hear it. You know, they'd rather not know. Yeah, I think I mean a lot of podcasters are probably more concerned about you know growing audience than privacy concerns, and they you know they're interested in making you know more revenue from their from their their efforts yeah. in the podcasting space, and and if attribution and tracking and uh, and all this stuff can can potentially generate you know more revenue for some of these podcasters, they're probably not as concerned about it. Well, um, well, there was, know, that's probably the truth and the reality of a certain percentage there, of podcasters. There's a new t company that just made an announcement yesterday. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, where did I dump this? I've got it in a Slack channel. Where did I put it? It was some, it was on some news release that came out. It talked mm -hmm. about a company that that's their thing. That's how they're going to do business. They're going to be, they publicly said we're doing, and this is somebody new. Right. We're going to do attribution. And where the heck did I dump that at? I'm looking for it here. I'll find it. Though, Todd, I don't think that we're on the wrong side of this issue. I just think that maybe, um, maybe, maybe the world has moved beyond being worried about, tracking you know that's i still think that we are taking the right position on this but maybe there's just enough people out there that just don't care anymore because yeah. they figure they're being tracked everywhere else in their lives on their mobile phones and yeah. all the stuff that you know what's what's one more place you know right oh here it is um no no it's not this oh isn't that horrible i, I had this maybe i linked it in the other uh, I know where I put it. Uh, a secret Slack channel. Yeah, I can't find it. But it was in the news yesterday. You know, it, it came out. It was, you know, it was basically a company that says this is the dealio. This is what you have to, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. And uh, it was in one of the newsletters, one of the three or four newsletters we can now get in our inbox that they're starting up and they're, they're going to do advertising attribution as part of their model to sell advertising into podcasts. So 
Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, yeah. I saw that the the Endeavor audio folks. That's who it was. Uh, laid off of all oh, of their. Oh no, no, yeah, they laid off. Yeah, all of their advertising sales team internal of the company. So my assumption, what that means, is that they op- opted into working with a third party company to do all their ad sales, mm. which is probably a more probably a less risky direction to go for them. Oh, on a, I'm sure a lot on che- a, co- a cheaper cost, cost side, right? <laughs> Much cheaper right. too, right? Yeah, I and I guess there was a podcasting event that happened in France, Paris, France. Uh, the European radio show. Yeah, uh, I guess happened Pod Village. Um, the, I guess James Cridlin was there, and so I mean, more and more of these events popping up, you know, in other places around the world, and it's good to see. Yeah, that's the first event that I've heard about in Paris, uh, but. As you can see, it's a European radio show. So, you know, you look at Europe and you look at the other countries and they're still very heavily, you know, focused on radio. Yeah. Podcasting is just kind of like something new still to a, to a lot of these markets. Um, you know, it's, I don't know how big it's going to get in the future, but it does seem to be growing and there's more interest. Uh, you know, I know James was saying that there was good turnout. They had panels and discussions on podcasting and stuff at these at this event and so you know it's just a sign of what's happening so here's the article and i want to thank tom webster and facebook for dropping it in here um and uh, rick says going back to privacy thing it wouldn't be a stretch to buy personal info based on listener data he says and rick goes on to say just because it's shrugged off or ex- accepted by podcasters and the public doesn't make it any less disconcerting Right. So here's what Intercom said. And again, I, you know, I have to read between the lines here because I don't know exactly what they're going to be doing, but they said, uh, Intercom, a leading media and entertainment company and one of the two largest radio broadcasters in the United States and Claritus, a data driven marketing company that helps marketers find their best prospects, improve marketing execution, deliver superior ROI, announced a partnership to deliver effective marketing campaign measurement capabilities for podcasts and streaming audio. This collaboration will enable advertisers to measure attribution and accurately determine the portions of their campaign that contributed to a purchase store visit or app download. Mm-hmm. They said podcasting is a critical and exciting business segment with exponential growth opportunities, said Ken Legna, Executive Vice President of Digital Sales at Intercom. We are thrilled to partner with Claritus, integrate their measurement technology capabilities into our existing radio and digital audio attribution suite. These new tools help us fill a critical gap in industry and allows us the ability to offer clients the opportunity to accurately measure ROI for podcasts and other digital campaigns. Mm-hmm. Going on here, working with Intercom is a game changer for Claritus. One of Claritus' big goals is to offer our clients new and effective measurement attribution models to help truly calculate ROI, said Matt Drangler, Vice President of Business Development. With podcasting taken off so aggressively and continued growth across all digital channels, we see our partnership with Intercom's major strategic win, blah, 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 blah. And through the strategic acquisition of Cadence 13 and Pineapple Street Media, Intercom has been one of the top, one of the country's top three podcasters and leading creators, distributors, and sellers of top rated podcast content. So 
what is Claritus doing? So you're gonna have to go and look at Claritus capabilities. And there is <laughs> all kinds of little uh, supporting documentations talking about capabilities and optimization of target. So the game's changing. Yeah. And I mean, maybe we're too old, Rob. Maybe we're thinking old. Maybe we need to get in this attribution game. It's going to bring in some more dollars, right? I don't know. Is it? I guess it, that, that's an interesting question. I mean, does it mean that the purse strings at these big brands is going to open up? Uh, does it mean that CPMs are going to go up? You know, and are any of the, the apps, you know, pocket casts or anything, I mean, I mean, going to support it, right? You know, opt in. And then, well, and why there is, should they? There is no. And why should they? There is, again, Rob, there is no opt in. They're doing this now without opt in. So that's, that's, let's be clear. Right. So this is happening today. Not just with this new announcement by Intercom and Claritus. This is happening today with other podcast measurement companies who are doing attribution right. data for right. podcast ad campaigns. Does it go beyond right. that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I would hope not. It's a, it's, it's a slippery slope, you know. We can, we can go a long ways in this area around user data. There's a, you know, where does it, you know, you is know, it what I, we all want? You know, I've got a team member that's worked in New York for 30 years. He's, you know, he used to be at Group M right. um, in one of their holding companies. And, you know, he's, he knows all about this, you know, and him and I've talked in detail about that. I've been in meetings before. I've sat down there like, what's your IP? I tell my IP and they put, punch it into their system. And guess what? Here's this profile and, uh, and a name. I've been in demos in New York City and seen that. So when people tell me that IP data is not personal identifiable, I, <laughs> I laugh because it, it absolutely, okay, they say it's not. But I have seen otherwise. Hey, Todd, I think I'm frozen. Can you, you, you still you, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but your face is frozen. Right. Here, let <laughs> me dial out and log yeah, back and in. And it is kind of, you got this kind of sad look, too. It's kind of. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a sad topic that we're talking about here. So. <laughs> Everyone that's on the video stream, while Rob is dialing out, he gets. <laughs> oh, my God, it's funny. Let me take a screen capture here of that. Oh, shoot, I missed it. <laughs> I much uh, rather prefer the <laughs> smile on here, Todd. Uh, there you go. Oh, that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> much better. Much better. Uh, yeah, now. it's much better because because you had this almost like forlorn puppy dog look. <laughs> oh, oh man. I have to go back. I'll, I'll have tracking. to I'll have to go back and and use that for the screen cap for the <laughs> The show page. Right. Oh, we were really we talked about de depressing <laughs> subjects on the show this week. Mm. It is depressing. It sucks. Let's see what else is what else is in the news? Right. I know we don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh man. 
No, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's part of the changing landscape. And I think, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's been around banner advertising and other forms of advertising for a long time. So I guess it's not surprising that there's, there's pressure in this area to, to, to do this kind of stuff. So you know, I, I'd love to hear Tom weigh on this. If you're here, Tom, you, what do you think about advertising attribution and the yeah. slippery slope that could be contained from there forward? You know, what, what, what's your thoughts? You know, are we two old goats and we need just like to get with the program and be, you know, be, be, be a, a corporate shills and uh, just chase the money. <laughs> Well, I guess, I mean, if they're, I don't know, Todd, this is, this has been an issue in the, <laughs> in the digital media space as, as long as I can, not, I can remember. Not for right? podcasting. No, 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 not, not specifically <laughs> with podcasting, though. I think some people were doing it and, and, um, some people didn't know they were doing it. Um, I think is, I think it's been around the podcasting space for a long time. It's just, did everybody know that it was going on? Right. Well, and another thing too, is I think that, uh, you know, we've moved beyond, you notice how there's no more, to, here's one thing that the IEB did solve. <laughs> We're not being asked stupid stats questions anymore. There's not these, you know, so we've gotten, here's the credit. Here's the funny part. We've gotten beyond the accuracy question, you know, that that's not even being asked anymore. Right. Um, so doesn't blueberry set a cookie in my browser? Yes, we do but we don't take that data and we use that for helping you stay in our system, but we're not tracking you. It's not this, this is not what we're talking about. Right. So, but yeah, there is a form of tracking there. True. That's true. Right. I mean, we do track a certain level of, uh, listener data, right. On all of our platforms per the IEB stuff, you know, right. but it's, it's not, personally attributable no, per se to actions and no. purchases and and more personal information that's but Tom, that's also, the big difference tom right? can also block the cookies at blueberry and he'll have to log in every time he comes to the website he won't be able to log into the dash he won't be automatically in, logged into the dashboard so uh, he, you know he he can block cookies he's got that option and some people are pretty aggressive with that on browsers these days right but I don't, my cookie doesn't go to 25 different locations. It is semantics, but you're opting, you, you are, you have the ability to do that. Listeners don't have the ability to block anything. Mm -hmm. it, so maybe it's, is it semantics? Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, did you follow this, this, this discussion that happened, um, I think it was what uh, last week, late last week, or whatever, about Apple versus Spotify. Or did we talk about that? I think we talked on the show about last it. week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't have to go over that again. So Tom uh, says, Rick, and this is true. Rick says the difference with a cookie is could easily be deleted or cleared out in a browser. Other stuff is outside of the user's control. Tom says, yep, tech-savvy people do, sure, but non-tech-savvy people don't. They, that's right. They don't, they don't delete cookies per se. They don't clear their browser cache. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm also not selling that information, and I'm not tracking that person over to Amazon, and I'm not tracking them when they, you know, if someone goes to GoDaddy, GoDaddy's probably setting a cookie on their page. 
Right. You click on an ad link, that is definitely tracked because they send, yeah. you know, someone comes in there 10 days later, they, they will know that it's the same person. So that is a AK attribution. So that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So there, there's a level of it. But so, you know, maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's again. Maybe it's overreaction on, on my part. Well, then it would be an overreaction on the part of Lipson and, and others in the medium that are taking a, a, a specific stand on this. I think it's those that are um, pushing against it and those that are fully embracing it. So, That's kind of what's happening in the industry right now. There, there's definitely a split. Yeah, but Tom's this. right. He says, a question what these tracking companies can actually do that isn't blockable on the terms <clears throat> of service. That is, right. if you have a, like we're going after a licensing agreement. So we will have right. a licensing agreement, a third party that basically says you will not track the IP data of our hosting customers to a advertiser unless that podcaster specifically opts in. Opts in for that. Opts right. in for that in your system. Right. And that's, then that's the individual podcaster's choice. And that's fine. But by default, we're not going to say, I'm not going to give carte blanche saying, because it's not really being, and I, again, I don't know the process. I don't know if the podcasters are always opting into this. You know, I don't know if they already know. And they one in one use case, I know that the podcaster was asked to do this by the actual advertiser. So mm -hmm. the advertiser would have had, I mean, the podcaster would have had to agree. So the podcaster, right. in a sense, has given permission for his listeners to be attributed back to the to the company doing the advertising. Mm -hmm. So it's you know it's up to that individual podcast. I'm cool with that. They want to do that. That's fine. You know that's their choice. It's their show. Right. Right. So hey Todd, did you see this um, this new technology that came out of or it actually was announced in Paris just the last day or so called pod install. Yeah. We played with it for, I had two or three folks playing with it. It really, it's doesn't really work good on iOS. It's, it's more of an Android. Okay. It, you know, we, I tried to get it work on iOS. I couldn't get it to work on iOS. And one of the guys finally got it to work on Android. It's an interesting concept for sure. And there's more of this type of stuff going on. So it's, you know, it's a, it, it, you know, has potential. It's probably based on a, on a browser. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And I think uh, we're going to see more of this kind of stuff here in, in the future as the app world and the web, web browser world converge on each other. Uh, I think, you know, I think eventually, I don't know how many years in the future, we're going to have one ecosystem for all content and, um, and apps on our mobile devices. It's not going to be a kind of a bifurcated thing. Some things in browsers and some, some things in apps. I think it's going to be a one. And I'm not sure what the implications of that is, Todd, for owning your brand, like you've been saying, or owning um, maybe all of us wind up getting our own apps of sorts that uh, that does all the same things that a website does as well as, a uh, as an app, you know, like a, like a native app. You know, I, I think that certain shows will have a number of people in their audience that will want to use a native app. 
But right. I but think these these could have potentially all the same capabilities of a native sure, app, but sure. they would be browser based. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I think at this point, it's and if it's available, I, it goes back to that adage I've been saying for years. I don't care how they listen, long as they listen. If they get it this way, right. it's cool. I don't right. be honest with you. Yeah. So you know, it follows everything I think is good in podcasting. You know, the more opportunities we give people to listen or. Right. Or find our content, or if you've got a or share fan. a link to it, or yeah. something like that, right? I mean, in some ways, this is the same model that Google Podcast is trying to go after, right? Sure, it's not really a first-party native app. It it's is actually, kind of almost a. It's almost a duplicate. I actually thought it was duplicating what Google Podcast, yeah, yeah. But I think Google's thinking towards the future, right? Of how we're going to get access to this content, and it's not going to be this. You know, going to a website or going to a mobile app, it's going to be just one thing on your mobile well, device. there's a lot of people today that don't ever go to a website. They go to Spotify right. or they go to right. Pocket Cast, and that's where they get their podcast. And Right. So I would imagine like a WordPress eventually will just, you know, it's been moving this direction for years with, you know, like having a little bit of a, it's had a little bit of a different kind of web experience when you pull it up in a web browser. Versus like on a desktop experience, I think it, you know, I think those worlds are going to collide even more. Well, everything uh, we're designing now is mobile first. Right. A- and, right. you know, so, you know, anyone that sees any of our, moving that way. Yeah. Right. Anyone that sees any of our pages, anything that we've built recently, it's all going to it in a mobile, it's mobile optimized first, a desktop yep. is second. Right. So that's just that you have to, if you don't do that now, you're going to get, you're, you know, it's almost like your your ranking in Google.com is going to drop too, and and more and more you have to be on a secure server with your media file links and your, and this is another one of those things that kind of pushes out. You know, I think the days of kind of self hosting are kind of coming to a close. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, well, I mean. It, it feels like that the requirements of Google and stuff like that are, you know, are requiring secure servers and I mean, more technical capabilities than, than a a typical self-host has. And I, I know that there's self-hosts out there, like even, even the CDC hosts all of their podcasts on their own servers and they, they, they track, uh, podcasts um, by hits, you know? (laughs) So you start thinking about, you know, those that are out there using their own servers to host this stuff, um, and they're not using a backend tools like Blueberry or Lipson or any of those that ha- are fully embracing IEB v2, and and they're trying to track their their downloads based on you know just raw server log files. Um, you know, they're they're living in a disadvantaged situation when it comes to ad sales. Well, maybe their goal isn't to do ad sales. Maybe it's just to deliver media. Well, it isn't. You know, you're exactly right. So, like the CDC doesn't care about advertising, right? right? So, but but you would think that they, they would care about, you know, accurate measurement of their audience. Yeah, we get a lot of people that move largely because they want to know the accuracy. They have to right. provide reporting back to their, you know, they're spending money. Right. So, you know, the companies or the groups or the organizations want to know what, you know, what the numbers are. As a matter of fact, we had a, But if it could be, a, you know, like we've seen, Todd, it could be, you know, those hits are pretty high. Yeah. You know? 
you know. So oh, oh hit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you oh just... no, that's 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 the measurement terminology that I'm hearing. Well, when they, podcasting. Either they got a big shock coming. I know exactly. That's, that's what I try and tell them. I say, well, you can probably maybe take that number down like 80%. 80, uh, 80, 85. Right. Yeah. And you may get close to what your real audience is. And but, when you tell them you that, know, they don't right? like to hear that. No, they don't. Because, I mean, <laughs> if they're producing podcasts and they're, they're saying, well, I get, you know, I get millions of hits, you know, that sounds pretty good to the, the bosses upstairs, you know. <laughs> I have a chart so. when someone calls me and says, we're moving from here to here. I said, well, your stats are going to go down X percent. <laughs> I just Hang tell, up, I just, I just tell, I just tell them straight up. I said, well, you, I hate to tell you this. You're going to be in for a little sticker shock. And they're like, right. why is that? I'm like, well, <laughs> I just can't go into the data too much, but, uh, you know, I go into IAB certified compliant, blah, 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 you know, right, do a, right, right. You know, a 30 this second, is... you know, pitch. And then I'm like, they're not. And we know what the numbers are. We've done AB <laughs> and, uh, your numbers are going to drop this much. And, that way, at least then when we move them, <laughs> this has been it's shared. This has shock, been shared in right? email and my support yeah. guys are not getting what has happened to my what, show. <laughs> yeah. What the heck happened? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, Rick hit counts are so 2004. <laughs> right. <laughs> because when we were but first the numbers are so high Todd I'm excited well Rob you know I took the I, I went back and looked at the script we were using in 2004 2005 before we built anything and it right. was done by oh it was one of the tech podcast guys um oh who built that script it would uh, parse an Apache log file um I, I apologize if he's out there and listening uh, you know, but it, when I went and looked at that, it was purely a hit counter. <laughs> you know, there was, right. you know, when I thought that's, it, that, that's what we all had back then. <laughs> right. And when I, and when I thought, you know, I've told the story of like thinking I had 45,000 listeners and, you know, right. and, and it was really, really excited. And it was probably 5,000, you, know? <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but that was the only count we had at the time. And we were really yeah. just, we were, there was no filtering it and there was no bot looks. There was, you know, so actually, and it, it reminds me of the conversation when I, when we formed Blueberry and I handed this code over to Angelo, he says, this is, this is crap. <laughs> you know, he says, this is where the whole conversation started about you got bots in there. You, right. you know, it's like, you know, um, sorry. <laughs> you're in for some, basically Angel didn't say sticker shock, but he says you're in for some sticker shock, you know? Yeah. And I really wonder if the podcasting medium would have taken off as fast if, <laughs> if we would have actually had accurate measurement. Right. And we were, I think a lot of people got really excited by the well, really high numbers in oh, the and we were, they didn't know any better. And we were billing those high numbers. And what was shocking was is people were happy with those numbers. Right. So when it was like 85% inflated, you know, it, <laughs> right. Right. Oh my god. And if god. we had like I said, if we had the numbers we have now back in right, two thousand four right, or right. two thousand five, think I about think, think about each that. of our shows would have had like two hundred listeners. Right. You know, or whatever it was. <laughs> right. So yeah. Oh yeah. So and I think we were measuring and of course we didn't have that we didn't give that tool out to anybody. So I was measuring probably for how long? nine months 
maybe nine nine to twelve months using that tool to report back to to GoDaddy, Citrix Go to Meeting, all those early ad deals. That was the you know those are the how we were report and the guys were running them on their own servers. And they were sending me the report log. You know, I wasn't even pulling their log date at the time. You know, they were running them themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I was pulling pull, pulling server logs myself and discounting you know, county hits. I think it was I think it was Google Analytics. I think it was around back then. Yeah. Right. But we were so, I wasn't you know it was probably I don't think Google Analytics was around yet, but I think we were using Oh, it was one of those snap-ins that you can put on a it's one of those stats things you can run on any well, like server. A, well, like a plug-in on the on WordPress or something. Yeah, I know it was some. You know, it's, if you're running servers, you, you, they're still available today. You can get something that is, you know, um, a kind of a, a web statistics thing, and it's right. it's it's baked right. into most web hosting plans. It's not Google Analytics, right. but yeah. So anyway, you know, we weren't using right. those numbers, but we were definitely using numbers that, in retrospect, were not accurate in any shape or form no that's right <laughs> it was that was the wild wild west <laughs> right and here's the thing we sold millions of dollars in ads using that measurement system and people were right. happy just think of the just think what the performance would have actually if we'd have had real data at that time right the 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 cash registers would have just completely opened up because the performance was you know, 85% better than what it was. <laughs> right. And the numbers were 85% lower than right, they were. Right, right. <laughs> 85% lower. So, right. yeah. so, you know, I have, again, going back to the original crux here, having these conversations with people are like, uh, you're, you're going to see a little drop or sometimes yeah, it'll be two or 3% or, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the folks that uh, get the biggest shock the biggest sticker shock of the people come off the, uh, how should I say it? The free platform. <laughs> right. Hey Todd, did you see that, um, <clears throat> the cereal is for sale? Yeah. Or there, there might even being bought. Isn't that the cereal team? Not cereal. Is it, I thought they had it. What's the company behind cereal? Who produced that? Are they actually I trying to, it was, s- uh, I thought it was, uh, a, Public radio, yeah, company. was it NPR? Or? I think it was in Chicago, right? It was. Um, well, let, oh, let's just let's it? let's use Google here. Who <laughs> we we should know this. The same, I think. I thought it was the same production company that produced um, This American Life. Yeah, who produced Serial Podcast? Serial is an investigative journal podcast hosted by Sarah Coing, narrated a nonfiction story of multitude episodes. The series is co-created and co-produced by Coing and Julie Snyder and developed by This American Life. Yes. Right, right, right. And it looks like that the the possible suitors are the New York Times. Interesting. So are they, they're just going to buy the serial series or the serial name and I don't know. Uh, I guess it's all of the rights to it. Okay. Uh, it says the company behind the true hit, um, true crime podcast serial is exploring sale. According to a pe- person familiar with it, huh. um, say, uh, it's the biggest brand on the market as the medium becomes increasingly popular. I, 
Uh, well, they're, it, they're. What are they really getting there? Yeah, you know? they're. they're uh. pro it's producing collaboration with WEBZ Chicago. Comes from Serial Productions, which released S Town in 2017, and has right. more projects in development. So that's what they're buying. There, it sounds like they're buying the production company and the rights, I guess, to Serial. Right. Right. Seems a little late, but maybe they got more stuff in the in the mix. In the hopper. Plus, also Apple. It looks like there's um, talk coming out about Apple's podcasting efforts um, around original podcasts. I guess they're going to, they're going to do some podcasts about TV shows. Yep. I'm not sure. Is Apple going to become a, yep. a television production company? Uh, I wonder. Rob, where have you been? Apple I know, TV? I, maybe I haven't <laughs> been paying attention to it. Yes. Apple TV and some of their originals are going to be, have spinoff podcast, which is, very smart. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that is, yeah, I don't, that's kind of, I don't buy, buy shows on those platforms anyway, ever anymore. Really? I buy almost all my movies on Apple TV. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but movies or TV shows? Oh, I don't buy TV shows ever. So Apple is actually producing TV shows. Yeah. I'll okay. watch TV shows, but I don't buy the, you know, how you can like, you can buy movies and stuff. So, Okay. But and I actually haven't been on Apple TV yet. I've been looking at, you know, I, I'm stuck on Netflix and Amazon Prime. and Okay. I get pretty much what I need there in Hulu. Yeah. Because aren't I we just, supposed to be what, listening to podcasts 24 hours a day and, and not watching any TV? Yes. Yes, you are, Todd. <laughs> so, okay. It says Apple has been transition from selling other companies movies and tv shows to producing right, its own right. okay yeah so when did they start doing that do you, do you know well it's been oh. a well apple tv is you know they just announced apple tv this you know, we'll have to go and look when they actually introduce it. it was in the fall but you know this has been in works for a long time they've been working on you know their whole original programming and you know getting right. into the space right. for, for a couple of years and trying to negotiate terms and I don't think right. that went real well. And, you know, they're now basically just trying to, you know, become a Netflix. Right. And maybe not okay. as big a way, but they got enough cash. My God, they, they could. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll keep, keep pushing on if that's what they're doing. Yeah. So the whole podcasting effort is really, really. To support those new shows. To support the new TV shows. Right. And, there, and there was a okay. lot of rumor going out it was basically you know they talked about they were getting into podcasting they were going to do some of their own original series and uh, and everyone was speculating what does that mean are they going to buy some shows or but this kind of maybe resolves that that question that's out there and of course mm -hmm. then you know there's been some announcements by spotify i think that um signed a production company and um so i by the way, anyone's looking for a production company, Blueberry now has a production company. And uh, we're doing real well with that. So if your network needs a production company, talk to me. <laughs> Shill in here. So what's the scope of that, Todd? So when you say production company, are you coming in and just doing other people's projects yeah. and getting paid for that? Or yeah. are you creating your own original no stuff? No original stuff. We're, we're doing production for... Um, it's definitely not an independent podcaster creator price product. So I'm just going to okay. say that 
It's someone that's that needs, uh, you know, efficiency of time. It's, right. You can look at the details at blueberrypro.com. And I uh, got a whole team over there that is doing audio production. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's going well. As a matter of fact, one of the team members will be with us out at Evolutions. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's coming up fast here too, Evolutions. So, yeah. yeah. Was it three weeks? Two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, yeah a couple of weeks. Valentine's yeah. Day weekend. There you go. Yeah, it's coming up. And Podfest right quick. right behind it too. So, yeah, are we? Do we know what time have we been locked down for what we're doing at Podfest? Uh, I believe it's the first day at lunchtime. All right, and then you had a call with the gal for evolutions on production. Do I? What do I need to bring? Because I, you, uh, I was thinking that you might want to bring your your TriCaster Mini. Oh. Uh, I have an easier way to do that. We can go live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That requires not live on video. Yeah. Live on video. Yeah. Okay. I've got it. I mean, if you have something that's easier, you know, like a single camera. Yeah. And a kind of, kind of webcam setup. That, yeah. That would I'll, work. I'll probably go a little higher than a webcam, but yeah. Yeah. We, no no is issue. Fine. Yeah. So we'll, okay. <laughs> what, what, like a black magic box or something like uh, that in your we'll, Mac or we'll, something? We'll see. You know, I've, I've got some solutions. I just need to know what to bring. So they're going to have an audio out for us, right? Right. Out of the mixer. Okay. Right. And, and they're going to try and put that mixer as close to the stage as they can. Oh, so that'll work. That's right. better. So I thought that, that would help in your uh, reach with the webcam yeah. or the camera. I'm just right. going to have to make sure I have the right connectors to be able to plug all this in. So if they, if right. we find out what type of connector I need <laughs> or they're using. Uh, it's probably going to be a, a XLR out to like a, like a mini oh, okay. jack. That'll work. Right. XLR out to a mini jack is perfect. Right. Right. All right. right. <laughs> Planning on the new media show today to, for yeah, to go, live, to go live, live productions, yeah. right? And, Gosh, uh, you're and, gonna make me pack a box. <laughs> uh, sorry, Todd. Up in the game yeah. here, right? Yeah, we are, and we've got guests that we're gonna have, and I I still haven't booked guests for uh, Podfest yet, but uh, that's that's next on my list to do. And it'll be nice. We'll be able to do live, and um, if everything works out right. Uh, in the bandwidth holds, we'll be able to stream our event in California. Yep, that's that's the plan. And you know, if we can work it out with um, Dan to do it live on stage at Podcast Movement in Dallas, um, that's also on, on my agenda to do. Also, Podcast I, Movement, Podcast Movement in Dallas speaker. You can submit speaker submissions now. That's open. Right. Right. And it would be great if we could do a, I, I think I'm going to talk to the Annie B folks and, and see if we can get on the live stage with the, with the NAB to do a, do a new media show there too. I, I just talked to them last week and right. it's an interest what they've got planned for us that are exhibiting. They're going to have, I don't know. Have you, have you heard about this? I've been, Talking off and on to Josh. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to each, yeah. they're going to have like an hour. Oh, there's four of us. We get 20 minutes. So it's 
right? like an hour and a half or something. And we each get 20 minutes to interview a podcaster. Right. Uh, that from works our, from our, our service. It's not a platforms. It, it's right. not an upfront. It's right. more of a talk about what they're doing, how they're, you know, and then tied into some, yep. some sort of business discussion. It's a kind of interesting and they yeah. interesting. We've never done one of those before. So this is, and finding someone that's going to be at the show and, you know, getting them there. Right. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Too. yeah. We think we found a, a Latina that's in Las Vegas. That's doing a show. It kind of fits mm-hmm. everything we want to do there. So it's be interesting for, for Annie B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we can get on the live stage, then, then people can, can see what's going on there. And that may be our only opportunity to have like a panel discussion at the NAB too. Right. Yeah. Because I don't think anything is scheduled in that podcaster track to be like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not, not this year. And it's on Wednesday. The podcasting track is on Wednesday this year, the last day of the show. I think, let me look at NAB 2020. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Wednesday is almost the second day of the show, April 18th to the 22nd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's the second day. So 18th to April 18th to the 20th. No. What? It's the last day? April 8th. Yeah, it's the last day. It's a Wednesday. The show starts this year on a Saturday. Um, How is that working? That's really weird dates this year. 18th to the 20th. Exhibits will be open Sunday to Wednesday. Okay, so it is the last day of the show. Why did they do it? Why? That's a really weird, really, really weird exhibit dates. Yeah, well, to start on a Sunday, right? Yeah, and that's usually the biggest day of the show. So probably the biggest day of the show will be Monday. Probably, yeah. Are they trying to get people not to go home on Friday? Because everyone, it'd always be a ghost town at this at that event on a Friday. So is right. their plan then that the slow day will be Sunday, then the majority of the show will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Huh. I don't know. It is really weird. Sunday is the new Monday. Okay, that's what's on the the NAB site. Well, also what used to happen was is that the Orthodox Jews would have to shut their booths down on Friday. If I remember correctly, what day do they celebrate the Sabbath? Is it? Anyway, it's, it's, they were always, what I always saw was that their booths would be, um, I think you're locked up, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, their booths would be cordoned off one day of the show. So maybe it was on a Saturday. I can't remember. Um, and I apologize. I'm just not that familiar. So they would lose one day of the show where they're, they're in dates, and they, they have a huge, huge presence at this show. There's lots of media or, um, equipment companies that their booths are just closed. And uh, yeah. let me hear, let me Google this. Someone's probably already told me in Facebook's Eladry Orthodox Jews celebrate Sabbath on what day? 
is it Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they do on Friday. So Friday is their Shabbat. So, um, so if, if, a few minutes before sunset on Friday until the appearance of the three stars in the sky on Saturday night. So, yeah, it was fr Friday afternoon through Saturday that their, their booths would be just shut down. Oh. Yeah. So, interesting. But interesting. Um, yeah. anyway, that was... You know, always, I always just thought it was interesting. I'd walk through C or NAB and it'd be like, that booth is closed. It would be roped off. And uh, so maybe this basically allows to have those folks have uh, all four days of the show. Maybe they moved it because of them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So Something weird is going on. And I'm sure I'm going to probably do something with the BEA, which is the educational side of the NAB. Uh, working with college students. So that's probably going to be a second part of what I'm going to do with that event too. Also, you know that broadcast booth that's been in the podcast pavilion that's yeah. run? Did you know that was open to be booked? You could actually book in there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can. And you actually, yeah, Josh was talking about that. If we wanted to do a show in there, we could. Well, he said, it gets filled within 24 hours once they open up the schedule. He said, so I said, I've never seen the schedule. So make sure you send the schedule over. We'll get the word out so that podcasters that go on the show right. and you know, if they want to use that, they can. Yeah. I would love to do a show in there at some point. Yeah. And I yeah. guess we're in North hall too. Did you know that? Mm, okay. Yeah. Our booths are on North hall this year. We're just bouncing all over the place. Yeah, we? yeah. Central last year, and now we're in North, and South Hall before. I think we've it, been in all the halls. Yeah, it makes it a pain to, you know, because your people used to be in one place, and now you're in another, so you have to re-educate everybody where you're going to be. Right. So, anyway, that's what's kind of going on there. So, yeah, yep. lots of events. I'm glad NAB. I'm glad we get a little bit of a break. There's not appears to be a lot of stuff going on in March. So I, I don't know. You probably know of 25 secret events that are going on, but. Um, <laughs> well, I know that there's some stuff going out at uh, South by Southwest this year around music. Yeah. I'm not going to South by. No, I'm, yeah. I have no plans. It's too expensive. It's just yeah. one big drunk. It and, is. And. It is. It's very, very hard to get any business done there. Very, very, very hard. Supposedly, the the podcast music folks are going to be doing a lot at South by this year. So I don't know what that is going to look like or what they're actually going to do. But yeah, all right. Well, so anything else happening? I don't think so. You know, I'm again. There's a, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Lots of discussions going on, but. Uh, you know, public side, I think everyone's just head down and, and turning and burning. Right. I know that, uh, you know, our team, we've, we've, uh, you know, I've been heavy into the UIUX stuff and, um, major, major, major changes are coming. So I mean, I'm actually very excited. I wish it, I could put it on the street tomorrow, to be honest with you. Can't happen fast enough now for me. <clears throat> I think it gets back to helping with the whole support side, right? Yeah, and it's making, you know, making the whole, making things easier, you know? Right, right. And, you know, we're, we're, we're moving out of a tech time to a time where the, the tech can't be a, a, 
a burden. You know, the tech has to be it easy. It can be a barrier to people right. creating creating yeah. quality content. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think yeah. we're we're way past the need for that. Yep. So it's change to happen. It's a time now where we're, you know, it's just like setting up a Twitter account. It's got to be that easy or an Instagram account. Can't be any harder than that. And yeah. um, you get people started and so yeah. it's, we'll see, we'll see what happens here and you know. And there's going to be more uh, more listening platforms come on the scene here too. So on a global scale. So um just it's coming. Well, the question is, is what's Facebook doing? You know, that's what I want to know. What do, what do they have planned? Yeah, I've, I've started reaching out to them a little bit, trying to figure out what might be happening over there. Yeah. I don't have any news to talk about, but. Well, of course yeah. not. Yeah. But time will tell what happens in this space. Yeah. Yep. I think it makes sense for them to get involved at a deeper level at some point. Yeah. You know, they've been so audio driven, I mean, video driven, um, little short videos and stuff that pop into your stream. I, I don't know, you know, and it's, it's hard for people now to, you know, if I want to see something my mom's doing, I have to click on my mom's actual, I have to, you know, look her name up and click on her name to go to her newsfeed. Cause that's the only way I get to see what she's posted on Facebook and same thing with my sister. So Facebook has really narrowed the amount of stuff that we can see from one see? another. Right. So I don't know if it's, you know, we, we, we drive people to pages and groups and, and of course, you know, we're on the, we got the new media show page as well. People can go over there and, and like, and comment and, but, uh, you know, that's what I find myself doing mostly now. I find myself flipping between like 10 or 15 groups and to see what the commentary is. And then every once in a while I get lucky and see something in my news stream that's related to something I actually, you know, I think is important. A lot of mm -hmm. stuff just gets buried. Right. Well, that's what happens when there's so much discussion about a medium. It's hard to keep up with everything that's going on. But not only that, it's, you know, they're, they're commercializing it. So, you know, they, every third thing in the newsfeed is a commercial. So, right. And I have to say pretty effective. Some of those are pretty effective too. And Facebook's done a good job in figuring out who we are. <laughs> Of course, we're, you know, we put our whole doggone lives on there. Right. And if you, you know, at what point does Facebook start to become out of favor? But, you know, they're holding their own pretty good. That they are. Well, I don't think, yeah. are we just dragging the show out here at this point? Are we dragging the show? <laughs> well, I guess uh, the IMDB uh, of podcasting or pod. Chaser. Chaser. I guess hit three million creator credits. What is that mean? platform? Uh, I guess that's just hosts and co-hosts and producers and things like that that have gotten listed in Podchaser, right? I don't know. Are we even in Podchaser, Todd? I don't know if we are. If we are, we haven't submitted anything over there. So they've got so this. You know, I've talked to those folks before, and. I just haven't had the dev cycles to integrate with their platform so people can automatically shove stuff over to them. No, um, but I think um, podcast hosts and co-hosts can create an account. Okay, right, I have an right. account on there. Um, and it lists the show. Yeah, but we haven't put any of our guests in any of our episode data. 
I don't. Yeah. I think you have to submit that. Okay, it it lists the stuff that uh, I've done on Streamyard and the and and the New Media Show. It's got all of our episodes over there. Well, does but does it list our guests? That's the part of Podchaser oh, that's supposed to make right, it right, different. Right. I think you have to go in and enter I, all that. I don't think you? you do. I think so. But they do have an API for that, so they want. Uh, you know, people to integrate. Right. That's true. It says add my own show appearances. Right. So, yeah. Oh, so you can add your own too. Right. I mean, if you have an account over there, you, you can go and add all the shows that you're currently involved in, right? You can put a description for yourself, upload an image of you, uh, and, and it'll pull from your, your podcast feed. I don't know. What's their business model? Have they got... How do they keep the lights on? Mm. They got advertising on the page or are they, are they charging Let's for something? Here. Let's see. I don't know if they have a premium upgrade thing. I'm not seeing it. Is it a obvious. labor of love with those guys? I don't know, you know. You know, it's build it to scale and then sell it to somebody, right? That's that's the usual business model, Todd. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's see here. We Register. are serious. We are seriously a couple of curmudgeons today. We are curmudgeons. <laughs> well, we're just trying to we're just trying to keep up with John C. Dvorak, you know. Oh no, we have a long way to go. Now, by the <laughs> now, by the way, did did you actually listen to the No Agenda show? I have listened to it. Yeah. So, what do you think? I don't about think I listened to the whole thing though, because it's like. Two and a half, three yeah, hours. Yeah, so you, you have to listen to the whole thing now. You got to listen to a couple of them. I, I, right. know, I know you spend some time in the car. So right. so what was your what was your take? Well, I thought it was I mean, I didn't think that their format was really that unusual. I thought it was just a conversational show, just like kind of like what we do. Right. They just happen to talk about topics that um, you know, that a lot of people don't talk about. So But they definitely um, have a a, a a revenue model, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where they they they've got a tight relationship with their audience. Yeah, yeah. And they, I mean, I think it's an interesting um, strategy that they have with their audience to to get their audience involved and engaged and donate and participate and be seen as what producers, right? Yeah. They have they have uh, some folks over there that send them a thousand dollars a month. A thousand. Well, think about that. That's Todd, that's a serious fan. We should be able to do that, right? Or are we just not con controversial enough, Todd? Well, we don't do a show for three hours and thirty minutes. It's going. But we could. Well, we could. But you, but you know, here's the thing: they keep the topic moving. You know, they boom, 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 boom. You know, I don't know how many clips they play per show. They probably have forty, fifty clips. They, I mean, they've put a lot of work into that show. It's a full-time well, job. It's probably their full-time job. It right? is. It is. Yeah. And yeah. for those of you who haven't listened to it, I, I don't care about your politics because they're equal opportunity smashers. <laughs> well, it's the no agenda show. Yeah, so it's supposed to be no agenda. And uh, just go listen to it once or twice. You, listen, you, you know, if you don't like it, but just listen to their methodology and how 
they have built this subscriber base. It's truly not subscriber, donation base. And every yeah. show, every show, it's, you know, it's like this. Some shows are more, some shows is less. Start with episode 1200. If you're going to go back and listen to, go to episode 1200, listen to that episode and just be blown away by the donation section. It's a, it's a long show. Three hours and 30 minutes is episode 1200. It's long. Yeah. But, you know, first donor came in with like 1300 bucks or something. It's just amazing. So, yeah, and if you don't donate, you're a you douchebag. Yeah, you're called you're a, a douchebag. Douche you get called out. <laughs> you got to support the show. Can you imagine us calling people out in this show that donate and calling them douchebags? Douchebag. Well, Todd, <laughs> you have a reputation for you know flipping people off on the show. Well, so. I've no, only done kidding. that. No, I just that's demonstrated purposes of my attitude, not flipping know, people yeah. off in this yeah. show. No, no, I know. I'm just teasing you. So I think that, uh, you know, it's pretty remarkable what they've done. And I, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very hard model to duplicate. I will say that it's, you're going to have to really like step your game up in a big, big way. I don't think solo shows can do it. I don't think a solo show can drive that type of, of you know, I, and you know, here's a case in point. The, 2,500 square feet that's directly behind this wall is mm -hmm. now available. My sister lost the tenant that's in there. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do you want the space? And I'm thinking, oh, you know, I've got great space here and, and doing right. cool stuff. But what if I had an actual collaborative space next door where I could open it to creators and we could almost create like a twit type of thing, you know? And right. I thought, what's that going to take money wise? You know? And I thought, you know, at a minimum, just to build it, I'm going to need, you know, a couple of your commitments by people to, you know, probably on the, on the, on the, you know, probably like five grand a month, a minimum mm -hmm. to, to build it, just to build it and get right. it open, staff it. You know, I might be able to do it for 2,500 on the cheap and then, you know, over the time, but, you know, I have to come up with a plan and if, if I'm going to try to get my audience to support it, then you know, it's, it's a, it's another big commitment. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of thought about this in my, you know, my, I'm talking on Geek New Central and, and then I had a listener came back and they said, Hey, you know, if, if you're serious about this, tell us what you're going to do and what the plan is. And then we can decide if we want to support because I, mm -hmm. you know, it, to, to me, the guy said, it sounds like you're just asking for money. And I thought, Oh yeah, right. it is. It does. It does. Sounds like I'm just asking for money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so should I count on listeners to, uh, bankroll something that would be, they may not get direct, uh, you know, direct, uh, you know, they, they're benefit not from, from, direct right. benefit from, right. 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 And uh, yeah, I said, yeah, you're right. I'm being a little selfish. I'm, you know, dreaming about something cool. Um, you know, and, and it could really start something that would be interesting, but again, you know, I'm asking my tech audience to, you know, help me fund all that. And then, you know, what do they get out of it, really? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they support this show, my, my Geek New Central show with some donations. And, you know, that helps pay electric bill and, and writers and stuff like that. So I think that, uh, you know, what Adam and Dave have done is a completely different situation. They're not looking at trying to open up a creator space. They're they're looking to feed their family and stay and survive. And right. 
have a non-advertised based show. Mm-hmm. So it is a cool model for sure. It but, is. And, it is, uh, it is. And you can easily copy it and be called a copycat. Matter of fact, there's a new program. They were joking about it. That's on, uh, it's on, it's on Fox and it's something, something, no agenda. And they're like, Oh my God, someone's using our name. <laughs> Uh, so if you took their model, their their don, don, donation model, and you replicated it on your show, is that a form of plagiarism? Do, no. Can you not do that? Well, I'll, I'll give them full credit stealing it, and I partly stole it, stole it already a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it the okay. Geek Central Insider Program. Mm, you know, okay. but but I don't have a slight these, change to it. Yeah, right. but I don't have knights, you know, and barons and stuff like that so good could i could but uh you know so it's you know it's it's recognizing people at different levels they don't even acknowledge they guess if someone gives them 50 bucks they name and location only is the only acknowledgement they get 50 and under don't even get mentioned (laughs) someone sends me 50 bucks i'm gonna be like hey hey tony or sue thank you so much yeah thanks for the 50 bucks yeah. They're fifty dollars and under. If it's forty nine ninety nine, you don't even you know, you don't even get mentioned on the show. <laughs> you, you know probably even get trash. You know, like you didn't send more. No, they they <laughs> they they acknowledge them and they thank them and it's you know, some of them are right. doing people are doing yeah. it on a like a layaway plan to get their knighthood or some, you know. <laughs> layaway plan. Well, it is. People pay their way in to getting their thousand dollars worth of donations to get their night ring and and be knighted one of the knights of the round table. And it's, that's, wow. that's hey, you guys laughing. This is what they do. And it's very, very effective. They have a ceremony and everything. Mm. So did you there get you to go. hear it? Did you get to hear a ceremony? I, I didn't listen for enough. Uh, you have to listen through the donation cycle to the point where the second, oh, they have two donation oh. segments right. in, and where they actually knight people and the actual pulling of swords. <laughs> really oh yeah yeah it's it got mute bedding music and everything and uh and of course adam curry and his fantastic vocals does just an incredible job and it's it's also part of his personality that drives the show too so right 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 right. i think a lot of that has to do with personality you you have to have a personality on a podcast because if you are just boring right yeah you know, Mike Dell did a demo for us the other day, and and while it was good, I kind of was like, uh, Mike, uh, need a little more energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a little, a, a bit. little, little more energy. And uh, there's a couple things that did get a little, you know. He's yeah. like, okay. I'll re- record it, and the second one was much better. You know, so um, that's good. But yeah, some sometimes podcasters need to get up and do some jumping jacks. Right. You know, before we started the show so today, I was feeling pretty, pretty bad. I was like, oh, I don't want to be here. Put a smile you on gotta, your face you gotta, is what you, I always say. Yeah. Right. You, you got to motivate yourself. Right. So are we going to be back uh, on Saturday the 1st? Yeah. Yeah. I'm February? Here. I'm okay. here. Yep. All right. I can leave, do that. I leave for Columbus Monday morning and get back Friday night. Okay. Well, then we'll be here. I'll try and get uh, Mr. Pocketcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. So I'll try and get him going for the first. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
I have them on. Owen, have Owen on the on the program. Yeah. Be, that'd be a cool discussion because I, the question I want to know is how are they navigating their owner relationship? Right. They're owned by NPR. That's right. right. Or national public media might be the, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just curious on how that relationship has been and a couple other things I talked about. Rad well, he's, and, he's former iHeartRadio too. I mean, he ran the podcasting area before the current, current incumbent um, is over there. So Pocket Cast must be doing okay financially, which well, is. Talk, I They've got some some pockets behind them. Right? Yeah. Well, or is it? Well, we can ask him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He can tell us. Sure. Tell us more than we can. Or or opt not to. Right. It's his option. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. If uh, if you have some ideas on things we should cover, let us know. Uh, Mike said Red Bull, and Mike was Red. listening. He said Ha when I talked about him. Um. Also, well, I hope they sponsor the show because their their logos behind you all the time. You yeah, know? so this is this is what we could do. You you want to sponsor the show? We've got we've got some uh, prime real estate here, video wise. So right. uh, yeah, well, well, hey, we we we're we're not up against having a sponsor. So <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, or some some sponsor we may have to charge more depending on the company. <laughs> really now well i i don't know if we could ever take we could take podcasters but be frank with you if a podcast hosting comes and wants a sponsor that's going to be expensive <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be very expensive <laughs> mm. yeah okay rob mm. we would both be fired if we did a host endorse ad for Company X hosting right, company. Exactly. We'd both Imagine be... if we did an ad for for Podbean. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my... <laughs> we, or or Buzzsprout. <laughs> we would be the former former founder of of Blueberry <laughs> and right. the former <laughs> vice president for deals of Libsyn. That's we would be both. <laughs> right. Be out the door. So if you're a podcaster, that might work, you know, if you want to be yeah. a sponsor of the show. And right. and we're shills, so we're cheap. So, you know, come up we're with a cheap. price. <laughs> speak for speak for yourself, Todd. Not cheap. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, considering that we've had uh our our Amritirak um um a donator here is uh has given a total of 50 bucks to this show and she is uh you know, so, you know, we, <laughs> and we've got a few two or three or $5 ones before, but right. yeah, yeah right. you want this space? You want this space? You yeah. Price it out. <laughs> and for those of you listening, I'm pointing at the new media show banner uh, below. So Rob. you're not talking about my forehead to put the, put the ad no, on? No, 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 no. Okay. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to probably put something in there, some sort of, you know, so there isn't brand confusion. People would say it has to be a flashing ad or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it, already we should pursue ad deals with uh, the Star Wars franchise, Red oh, Bull. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Thor. then all those, all those little the, the, movie the, figurines the, on your the, counter the, there. The Minions. The Minions. Yeah, the so Minions. Th those could be our three sponsors <laughs> of the new media show right there. You know, I, there is, I don't watch cartoons. I don't. I don't either. I don't either. But I'll be honest with you. 
the minions i die i i that's the the exception to the rule i just i i just you know i i'm on the floor crying when i see movies with oh, minions. it's, it's <laughs> oh it's a sensitive spot for you huh? yeah I, it's it's just you know i don't know why but you know minions crack me up you know it's just <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you can make a guy that always is like poo-pooing cartoons and when the something with the minions is on and you're like i gotta go see it <laughs> but you gotta yeah, i went and saw the the uh new star wars movie finally so Finally, I know I'm a little late to the party. Yeah, it wasn't it's not too bad. It was I, all right. I'm not a big critic of you know they should have done this or done that or they left this plot open or they they they. There's really follow. not a lot of dialogue in that movie. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of you know flashing lights and lightning and lasers flying around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I think okay. we need to get off the air, Todd. What yeah, do you think? Yes, we do. We get out of here. Everyone, thanks for being here. Okay. Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rob Greenley, and that's with two E's. And uh, I've got RobGreenley.com. And if you want to send me an email, anything to do with podcasting, send it to RobG at Lipson.com. And here's the beauty. It's a podcast. We can do whatever we want. And uh, we may lose and, you. And, and we do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, and we may lose you, but uh, thanks for being here if you hung out to the end. And yep. uh, help help us uh, keep the lights on. Everyone take care. We'll see you t- next time here on the New Media Show at newmediashow.com. Bye.